Welcome back to the podcast that rocks. Weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. I'm still adjusting to being seen while I do these now that I have a webcam running. All of you on the podcast themes <laughs> just live life as normal, hearing my voice instead of seeing my face. With me again is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. Thank you very much. She's joined by two of her cats right now off camera. Uh, I want to start with two things. One, thank you, everyone, for joining early, both on YouTube and Twitch with the dual stream. I have both chat boxes popped out. Number two, say hello to Ivan. I heard him in the background. I'm sure he wants to have a say in the podcast today. I don't know why he all of a sudden becomes vocal do you like, think whenever we do this. It's most likely because you start talking again. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I, God, Lord knows. Okay. <laughs> he just knows. <laughs> okay. And finally, number three, we're going to get this addressed first because this is the respect that it needs. For those who are unaware, at the very last few days of 2020, um, Alexei from Children of Bodom died. He had been going through some health issues for a little while now. And we just found out the news uh, just this week that he passed away. This is a massive loss for the metal community. Not just for melodic death metal or extreme metal, not just for Finland. This is a loss for all of metal music. Um, at 41 years old, born in 1979, man, oh man, I did not see that coming. And the band was done... For all intents and purposes, in 2019, when they did their farewell tour, and there had always been rumors of the band reforming, because for those who are unaware, Children of Bodom had a mostly consistent lineup for 20 something years. They had different guitarists, but not many. And he is the type of person that left a positive impact on many people in the metal community. He's the one that toured the world countless times over played with many different bands he had the respect of everybody big and small one of the best um well-worded tributes i heard about the man about alexi came from the pit we are the pit which is a metal and rock mostly metal podcast and youtube show they're big on instagram too it's like a big group of people that work together on that one i just want to read the first two paragraphs of this to give an idea of who these who this man was when Children of Bodom first broke out in the scene, metal wasn't big on good times. On the mainstream side of things, new metal had money, booze, and mayhem. But that all got bogged down in the artist's angst, which was so much of the genre's commodified appeal by the end. The underground, meanwhile, was defensive and salty and used technical ability and outward humorlessness as gatekeeping tactics to scare away casual fans at the door. That still goes on today, by the way. Both bristled at the hilarity of the 80s, which they saw as a parade of shallow cheese balls. If you were going to have synths, they better be darkly erotic. And then, Alexi showed up, and brought with him everything that was always awesome about metal. He was a death metal kid from Finland who still worshipped the high-flying arena shakers of classic bands like Iron Maiden. His riffs were delicious, his solos overwhelming, and his choruses unforgettable. His songs had synths with synths growing out of their synths. At a time where Metal was standing against a wall far away with his arms crossed, Alexi came sauntering over, handed Metal a beer, and pulled it onto the dance floor. Metalheads owe him everything. I can't stress enough that this was a beloved man and figure. And he was an extremely talented guitarist. He had his own line 
of guitars that was like his signature model. I believe they were Epiphone. I apologize if I have the brand name wrong, but he had his own signature guitar brand for years. Everyone from Slay, like uh, from Carrie King of Slayer, Dave Mustaine of Megadeth, everyone is chiming in saying how big of a deal he was and how he's going to be missed. I wasn't even aware that he was sick. Mm. And I see a few people saying, I listened to their album, follow the Reaper to, to and from work in his honor. You know, there's a lot of people that are going to have a lot of things to say since yesterday when, like, a, the news really started filing around. Man, oh, man, this is not what a lot of people were expecting. And he did, and he was another name that 2020 took from us at the very tail end when metal is already really just struggling to breathe, struggling and fighting to be noticed in any positive light. And they take away Alexi. <laughs> so... Hmm. Boy, oh boy. Aaron Wells in the YouTube chat says, In Your Face is one of my favorite guitar riffs. Yeah, I mean, you can have a collection of 100 favorite guitar riffs from that, man. It was that type of music. So all the stuff I say right now will become completely irrelevant to what many other people have already said. I welcome everyone to check out We Are The Pits full-on tribute post. Loudwire did a piece. Revolver did a piece. Like, there's so many, like, messages online on social media. Uh, Matt from Trivium made a big post about it. So many people are, were talking about this because this one hurt. And, and that's hurt us. Like, in Finland, this was a big deal. The band, mm. whenever the band released an album, it shot up on the charts in Finland, number one, every single time. So. Ah. Uh. Thought, like, honest, sincere, hope for the best for the family. Because if I'm correct, he had a wife. I know he had a wife. He had a stepdaughter, too, if I'm correct. Mm. I don't... He's just so young. 40, like, 41, yeah. Like, I don't... I don't... You know that I don't know the band. I, That's I fine, yeah. I will admit that I didn't know who this person was until I heard the news. But, you know, it, it hearing a death is obviously sad no matter what, but just the age... Just yeah. so young. I agree. At 41, I mean, people were talking. I know you might have seen some of this because I was talking to you about when Brody Lee died, a pro wrestler, also at age 41 mm -hmm. in the last two weeks of December. Yeah. And now Alexi died at 41. It's just so crazy that it both happened at the very end. Like two unique worlds, uh, pro wrestling and metal, getting yeah. dealt a savage unexpected blow at the end of 2020 so mm. many of the comments coming in right now on twitch we're only in january and this already dealt us a massive blow yeah when i yeah. saw the news that hurt because children bone got me into the heavier styles of metal yeah they're like a great way to get yourselves introduced to heavier styles they're heavy mm. but accessible kind of like trivium in some ways not every trip not every trivium album but some of them you know right. uh on the youtube chat in your face yeah so many different things for over 20 years. Again, they had their farewell tour at the very end of 2019 when the band members and Alexi said, we just can't contribute in the same way that we want to, which mm -hmm. is, which is fair. You know, there was, that was a very mature way to do it. And there was always talk about the band returning. So mm -hmm. yeah. Hoy, just how it is right now. Mm. So thank you guys all for, um, the comments in this, I have YouTube and Twitch pulled up right now. I'm reading them on. 
Again, I do welcome, again, everyone, please look up some of the posts when you just type in Alexi Leho and Children of Bodom. You'll see all the different tributes and stuff for the past 48 hours, 24 hours from all the music sites addressing this because it really is a big loss and many people were affected by this man's music, the band's music, and it's end of an era for that one. So, mm. heesh. I know that's a hard way to start an episode, but like that deserved the attention. Right. So I had to do it that way. I shall leave it at that mainly because I don't think anything else I say is going to be, um, is really going to do justice for what else can, has already be, been said. Yeah. Thank you guys for your thoughts. Thank you guys for everything you have said so far. Moving on. We have news from Metallica. And this dropped over the past week since last podcast. And someone just said, Carlton, what happens now to Children of They were done before. I truly don't see them making any type of comeback without Alexi. He was the voice and the guitar. You know, there's just, I don't see it. <sighs> Moving on. We have news from the Metallica camp. Lars has made a big, huge statement. And it's up to everyone else what they think about that. It's up to the mass population. Everyone knows Metallica. Here's the statements that the drummer of one of the biggest bands in the world said. The upcoming album is the heaviest thing, the coolest, and the best they've done. If it wasn't because we thought that the best record was still ahead of us, why keep doing it? So that's why we're pushing ourselves and we know it's the best thing we've done. In Metallica, we love the creative process and it's hard for me to imagine that we'll ever stop making records. Pretty bold, but yeah. apropos statement from Lars who has said a lot of things that many people kind of roll their eyes at. Um, I don't know how else politely to say that. Let's... Break this down, though. Metallica's most recent album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, in 2016. thought it was fine. I mean, Spit Out the Bone was one of my favorite Metallica songs, one of my favorite songs that year. Album was fine. Before that, Death Magnetic was okay. And before that, years, over a decade of bad music. <laughs> Not just, oh, it's fine, forgettable, boring, bad music. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, oh, I assure you, I'm not the only one who feels that way. <laughs> I promise. Gretchen, you know I'm not a betting man. I would bet hard money. Oh, damn. So, That's impressive. <laughs> uh, yes, and some people are reacting now. Wait, Lars, if it's the heaviest album Metallica's done, how are people supposed to be able to lift it from the store shelves? That's a terrible joke, Tom Randall, but I'll read it off Put anyway. Them. I figured Gretchen would like that. Lulu, I appreciate it. And people are talking about Lulu and St. Anger and Load Reload. Lulu is not a Metallica album. That's a Lou Reed album. That's the one Lulu, uh, Lou Reed collaborated with Metallica for. Fun fact, and I, if I ever do it, we're getting the past on Lulu, if the Patreon limit... Uh, if enough people uh, contribute to Patreon, that's my one long-term goal. 
One of the fun facts about um, why there was an eight-year gap between albums from Metallica, between Death Magnetic and Hardwired, because they spent over two years working with Lou Reed. Two years. Wow. For an an album, Metallica openly says they're aware that everyone hates it. And they've joked about it, too. And they've (sighs) joked about it, too. Saint Anger was an important album for Metallica because Metallica was in such a bad state at the time, but it's awful. <laughs> Headache-inducing noise. You know? Oh, dear. So when you think about how much time was spent since then, if you take those albums to effect, like, yeah, I'm sure this upcoming album will be just fine. If it's better than Hardwired, that's great, because I thought Hardwired was fine. To say they have the heaviest the loudest and their best album yet to come. Boy, oh boy, you've upset a lot of old 80s thrash fans, Metallica diehards, even older, newer generation Metallica fans too. Because everyone knows Metallica was best in the 80s with four masterpiece albums. And then early 90s when they changed sound, they started off fine with the Black Album. They really did. Great album. But after that, it was uh, not even so much downhill. It was off a cliff. Oh. Just with Load and Reload and St. Anger. You get a, a covers album like Garage Inc., which was fantastic. They had some gems on that one, but that's a covers album. They had a live album or two with S&M and S&M 2 over the years. Interesting. Fine. Uh... Yes, uh, from the Twitch chat, two years and that's the result? Well, that was including touring also, but yes, that was the result. Uh, Let me pull. I just, I don't know what we can expect. And I will say that, in all fairness, one thing that was missing from Hardwired that they've talked about is that Kirk Hammett had no real say in the writing of the music because... He had all his guitar riffs and ideas and recorded music on his cell phone, like on a heart, like on the drive on a cell phone, and he lost the cell phone. Oh, o- no. Over 200, he said, over 200 riff ideas. <gasps> gone. And he, said oh. it, and he said it was a bitter pill to swallow, and I remember talking about that in 2016. And the album still came out fine. It really did. So, mm. now with Kirk's more on board... For the upcoming album, that could help. That really could. Boy, oh boy, is that... Is that really a huge statement, though? I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) I see a lot of comments, like people debating what I said. Guys, again, take my opinion for what it is, my opinion. You're not going to hear me try to argue and banter back and forth and like argue with people in the chat make up your own minds because Metallica is Metallica you know I'm a fan one of my favorite bands ever doesn't mean I have to love every single thing they've done mm-hmm. some people like Load and Reload go ahead and like them I'm not going to lose sleep over it and I see other people talking about the history about with Jason being in the band before before Robert and things like that with the bass, you know, it's just there's so much history of Metallica. Guys, <laughs> I don't know if we should take Lars at his word by saying this is the going to be the heaviest, loudest, and best album to date. 
Don't get me wrong, spit out the bone off of um, Hardwired in 2016, killer, fantastic. That's what. That's the reason you buy the album, for that one song alone. But I can't really take that at, at face value. And like I said before in other topics like this, if I'm wrong... If Lars proves me wrong, great! I'll come up here and say that, you know why? Because that means we get great music. I have no problem with coming out saying I was totally wrong. I don't know. We're, we were supposed to see Metallica tour in 2020 before COVID shut everything down. We're, Metallica has one, maybe two festival appearances planned in 2021 near the tail end. One of them's Aftershock in Sacramento. Will they tour and release a new album in 2021? I don't know. Will that new album come in 2021? Nothing's promised yet. Many other bands are promising new music in 2021. Metallica promised nothing. No hard dates yet, but... Hoy. Someone just said, uh, Metalhead for life all day. If Lars proves you wrong, you have to listen to Lulu. Ooh. First of all, I've already heard it years ago. So, yeah. and just to make it clear, yeah, well, just to make it clear, I will only re-listen to Lulu if I do a Regretting the Past episode on it, and I will only do that if Patreon gets up to a certain level. That's the only one I have had for years that I will not do until Patreon is making me a certain amount a month. All right, chop, chop, guys. <laughs> Give them a goal. Y'all have a goal now, meet yeah. it. I've been open about that, too. So I get that <laughs> money and times are tight, though. A lot of people I saying Ride the Lightning's my favorite. Can't top Master of Puppets. And Justice for All suffered because of the bass. You know, things like that. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of other new music's coming. A lot. So focus on what we know for sure. I'll take Lars at word for what he says. I'm not saying Metallica can't still perform. We know they can. We know they can still play. They know how to put on a live show still. Huh. <sighs> I don't know. I just, I don't know, guys. <laughs> Moving on. We got some interesting news from the Grammy world, because I know some of you are interested in that. Grammys have been officially postponed until a soft date in March. Now, a lot of you are thinking, who cares? <coughs> some of you are thinking, Grammy screwed over rock this year anyway. Why do I want to talk about that? I say this out of curiosity because there was one category that the Grammys did decent with for alternative rock and metal, and that's the metal category. Mm -hmm. They got a few entries right on there, and I am still pulling for Code Orange. But that's just the news right now. The Grammys for 2021, hosted by Trevor Noah, was scheduled to be uh, taking place in the Staples Center in Los Angeles. That has obviously been postponed due to the COVID outbreaks and getting everything shut down. They are aiming for March, which, guys, that's fair. That's not end of the world to push it back a, a month over a month. Anyone complain about that too much with everything else going on right now? That's fine. Also, from Tom Randall uh, in, the, in the Twitch chat, weekend was robbed, award shows must die. You know... I'm not even a fa I'm not even a huge listener of the weekend. Even I can say, yeah, the fact that he didn't get one nomination, but Justin Bieber got fifty. Ugh. 
55, Ugh. something like that. The fact that Yummy, the song, got a nomination. <laughs> How? I know. Ah, man, oh, man. Uh... And yes, to everyone in the YouTube chat, my Patreon info is in the video descriptions. If you just type in Patreon and just look up rocks, you'll see it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm over halfway there to the goal for that. But guys, it's still a ways away. So, Chop, chop. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I would love it if it did. Oh, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't begrudgingly do it at two. If I ever did a Regretting the Past on Lulu, it would be a two-parter. Because it's spectacle. it would be a spectacle. It would be the biggest one I've done. I would set time aside, time aside to do it all because that'd be a two-part episode. Yeah, I would go all out for that one. But I don't see that happening anytime soon, everybody. Prove me wrong. <laughs> so with the Grammys, we'll find out all that with information coming in. They will be delayed. We won't know if many of the acts in rock and alternative take home the awards that will upset many people that are rock and alternative fans because that's just how it is a lot of people are upset Siri, i don't gretchen, uh, gretchen i don't know if you've heard a lot of this or not every t- now and then you'll hear on sirius xm some of the djs ranting and complaining about the grammys this year i've heard it several times i actually haven't i, okay. I guess it's just because i mean my drive to work is four minutes so yeah, that's true. I don't really, I don't really get a long enough time to listen. That's true. Um, yeah, Jose Mangan, legend from Headbangers Bowl, MTV, all the way to SiriusXM. Now he's been on a rampage with calling out the that's Grammys good. for how bad things are. It's like, I get yeah, why, I get, it. yeah, I get why he feels that way. I can't yeah. argue him. Um, yes, Kyle Hedges in the YouTube chat, yummy is yucky. Matthew Roberts, yummy is scummy. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Supreme Commander Ike in Twitch. The nominating committee of the Grammys were apparently hungry or they want to eat. Just uh, Justin Bieber because he is yummy. If I still had the foghorn sound effect on my touch panel right now, I would have hit it. Barf. That's gross. That's awful. Nasty. Uh, I don't have any highlights of the Sirius XM rants. They're quick. Like It's just like off-the-cuff stuff from Jose. If you at Jose or look at his Twitter feed, I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs> Yeesh. So, for that, just for what it's worth, yeah, I can't say enough that the Grammys made it a little awkward this year for some of their selections. So, I'll leave it at that. Moving on, we got some new information about upcoming albums in 2021. One from AFI, and I will gladly call out a good emo band for AFI. (laughs) Totally will. We got a statement on January 1st confirming they have a new album coming out this year. And like it started spreading around, getting all the information out more um, just yesterday and today. Statement from their Instagram. With the end of the year that has been at best challenging for all, we have news that the hope may bring you some joy. Very soon, new songs shall be yours. Before the year's end, our 11th album will follow. We could not be more happy with our latest work and hope you will feel the same. Thank you for joining us upon this next journey. We are thrilled to take it and honored to have you at our side. So 2021, we'll get a new AFI album along with the many, many, many new albums that are coming from other bands. Gretchen, you, I don't know if, I don't even know if we've ever talked about AFI together. I don't even know if you know who they are or anything. Oh, I know AFI. They were huge when Mm -hmm. I was in high school. I don't remember what years. When I was a, I want to say when I was a 
senior in high school. Big deal. And I had heard of him before then, too, but, like, they really started making the waves when My Chemical Romance and other stuff and Alkali Trio and stuff like that were really, like, laying it on thick. And AFI, for me, has been very up and down. They'll have a mm-hmm. great album come out and a trash album come out and an amazing album come out and a weird album come out. So take that for what it's worth. However, for AFI, they're still capable of pulling something really good. They've been consistent in performing live and things like that. I do mm-hmm. feel they, don't, they never phone it in. Sometimes they miss the mark, but they don't phone it in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, oh yeah, they had um, from uh, in YouTube chat. Yeah, they were on like Guitar Hero soundtracks, things like that. AFI has been around for quite a while. So, um, also, yummy is for dummies, boy. Is that a catchphrase? Yummy oh. is crummy. Okay, we can stop with the wordplay for Justin Bieber. I'm sure he has enough of that on his daily basis without us adding to that. Nursery rhymes with Justin Bieber. <laughs> Baby and yummy. Ew. Are, are you sure this isn't music for toddlers? Are you sure? Ew. Baby Ew. and yummy. Yeah. Oh, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh, well, I apologize for that. Uh, hey. Hope it blows the blood album out of the water from the Twitch chat. You know, that was the one that was like people were very uh, divisive on. That was a polarizing album, to say the least. As many other AFI albums are, and that's just my opinion, too, about them being very hit-and-miss albums. One's great, one's awful, one's fantastic, one's weird. You know what? That's just how it's always going to be for this band. And I'm hoping for this one. The band's had some time off. They couldn't tour. I, be- I feel like they could get together and make something really strong where they have the time to put something together and nothing else. So I'm hopeful for a, a good new AFI album. Again, no hard date yet. They just said 2021 for sure. Like, I'm having trouble at this point keeping up with all the albums that are coming out just in the first quarter of 2021. I have, mm-hmm. the like, all the con- the album release calendars I use, they don't even have everything. Like, we have the big names, like Foo Fighters, The Pretty Reckless, Every Time I Die, Architects, Greta Van Fleet, Evanescence, Weezer, many, 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 many more. And those are just some of the bigger names off the top of my head. You know? And we have many more to go that like aren't getting that much attention that are mm-hmm. going to be dropped in the next few months. So hold on. We're getting that new music we were promised. We knew it was going to happen, but the time's coming finally. 2021's coming in swinging. And as we move on, the, some basil in the YouTube chat. Baby and Yummy, that's a children's book I would burn. Well, <laughs> let's hope he doesn't get into children's literature. That'd be Don't weird. Anyone give him an idea. Yeah, exactly. He might try. Yeah. Uh, so then we move on to another address that happened uh, at New Year's Eve, New Year from a band Gretchen holds near and dear to her heart. A nameless school from Ghost made a big announcement mm-hmm. since the last podcast. And mm-hmm. I, sh- I shall read mm-hmm. that. And I'll make a statement about this, too. I'll get Gretchen's thoughts also because she is a Ghost fanatic. So, mm. so on December 30th, a nameless school posted the following. Dear friends, I hope this message finds you relatively well and hopeful for the future. Needless to say, we have all experienced a strange year. Some of us an absolutely devastating year with loved ones passing, loneliness for and a year very somber outlook for the future. 
Yet, there is some distance to go before we are somewhat back to where we'd regard life as normal again. With this, I want you all to know that we are working diligently on several big things for next year. So please do not confuse... Whoa, I hate it when some of these websites have ads that like just jut out the text, <laughs> breaking up my flow. With this, I want you all to know that we are working diligently on several big things for next year, so please do not confuse our silence with inactivity, and I confess I wanted to reach out to let you all know we miss you eternally. News pertaining to 2021 will be rolled out throughout the new year, so I ask for nothing but your patience. In the interim, focus on taking care of yourselves and your loved ones, have hope and strive for a better and more optimistic future, because it's all within reach. I apologize mm. for stopping like that <laughs> and shut it out again because the ads on this website, oh. we are almost there. Let's end this year with the knowledge that the roaring twenties will begin in 2021. Happy holidays and much love from a nameless school. And that was on the ghost Facebook page and some of their social media. So ghosts have said they were planning on 2021 anyway for a new album. They have been working on it and to not, um, Look at their silence as them just sitting around doing nothing. They have been working. Tobias Forge is a man who... He's the type of guy who's always trying to be creative and try to figure out something to do. Mm -hmm. Again, no hard dates yet, but we are getting new ghosts in 2021. Gretchen, how do you feel about getting new ghosts in 2021? Ecstatic. Mm, how do you feel about the possibility of seeing ghosts live again? Oh my god. I... That's that's all I want. I've I've said this. Uh, I think I told you this that whenever they can actually do shows again and get back out there, I'm totally going to like two shows back to back. One so that I can photograph it, and then two so then I can meet Papa. Mm. I was gonna say, um, Gretchen. For those who are unaware that listen to the show on YouTube or Twitch or the podcast forums, Gretchen and I are both both concert photographers. I've been doing it for years. Gretchen's been doing it for a year and a half. Is that fair to say? Yes, even though 2020 totally messed it up. <laughs> I assure you, you're not the only one, my dear. I promise. Not just <laughs> you. However, Gretchen got to shoot Ghost for me, because Ghost was not coming anywhere near me on that final tour before they took their um, sabbatical and named a new Papa after <laughs> Cardinal. So uh, Gretchen got to shoot them. I believe that was in Hershey, Pennsylvania. It was. Okay. So uh, technically it wasn't near me either. It was like a three and a half hour drive, but it was worth it. Okay, exactly. Well, first of all, it's in Hershey, so you get to see Hershey anyway. Exactly. And then you get to see Ghost too at the minor league, ho what, that killer minor league hockey arena oh where they God. do. Yeah. It's so, one of my favorite venues. Yeah. So very nice place. Um, Ghost, if you haven't seen them live, do it. Whether it, oh. if it's at a festival or at a concert venue, just see it. Oh. I don't know how 2021 is going to look, especially since they are not an American band. They're Swedish. They do not live here. Mm -hmm. So who knows when borders will open? New ghost in 2021. Uh, Tom Randall saying, new ghost in 2021. I hope it's as legit as their previous work. I feel it would be. From what I understand, they're going to take, like, it's going to be a continuation of Prickell, which I'm all for. Mm -hmm. So that's fine with me. I feel... That, and someone else in the YouTube chat, I don't get the hate for Pikel. I didn't, I didn't know there was hate. That was my favorite album. That was my favorite album of 2018. So. So oh, good. So what I would say about Ghost in 2021, new music first. 
We'll figure out the touring later mm-hmm. because that's where every band should be right now. It's like we can yeah. we can plan all day for festivals in the fall, like Riot Fest and Aftershock in the United States and a few others, and in Europe too. I know they're still trying to schedule things in Europe in the summer, which is great if they can make things happen in July. But I just get focused on the new music first, stuff that we can plan, and make shit and easily get accomplished. Because it'll be more crushing if we get promised a Metallica tour and a Ghost tour and a Rage Against the Machine tour and a My Chemical Romance tour in 2021, and they have to cancel again. Mm-hmm. That would be rough. So yeah. I'm all of uh, the mindset that we need to just wait. If I'm correct, I think I talked about this last podcast too. Part of the plan, whether this goes through or not, I'm not sure, but that when uh, Joe Biden becomes president, takes actually takes the oath in, uh, what is it, 15 days? He will try to push for 100 days of mask wearing nationwide. No more state by state, county by county, city by city uh, prerequisites and laws and things like that, because that's what Missouri has, county by county, and it's a joke. But 100 days, masks. Not difficult, by the way. That's where I stand. If you're too stupid and lazy to wear a mask, how, how have you survived life this far? How is Darwinism, not COVID, Darwinism not taking you out yet? But mm-hmm. that's just me. Take, I'm not speaking for Gretchen, by the way. That's just my own opinion. If you're too <laughs> stupid and dumb to know how to wear a mask, then I don't know what to tell you. And this is coming from a severe asthmatic, too. So, <laughs> From the Nerdy Ginger in the YouTube chat. Hello, Nerdy Ginger. I'm dying to see Tremonti and see their live. You know, Tremonti, solid still. Many um, Gretchen, and for everyone else who's unaware, Tremonti is the guitarist of Alter Bridge and yeah. former guitarist of Creed. Tremonti has his own band. Tremonti's still killer live. Can't say enough good things about that man live. And yeah, and someone says the mask laws um, is the only thing difficult about mask laws is getting people to enforce it. I agree. You know what will enforce it? $50 fines like parking tickets. Watch how much gets paid off state by state if those parking enforcer tickets also become COVID enforcer ticket ticketers. Man, oh man, <laughs> those potholes in your streets taken care of in weeks. So, you know what? Not an issue. I feel like that's something that could be done too. $50 fine for every gym bob that doesn't want to wear a mask because my rights, that type of thing. I know that's mean to say, but let's be honest, that's how it is. The Georgia Senate runoff election is being tallied right now as we speak. The front page headline of all the people waiting in line um, to vote on CNN throughout the day was a long line of people standing six feet apart from each other. And there was one guy in red flannel not wearing a mask. And I'm like, oh, so this is why we don't have concerts. <laughs> and yes, one person can ruin it. So yep. <laughs> who knows? Thank you for stopping by the Nerdy Ginger too. I appreciate that. I feel that ghosts have nothing to prove and they still continue to work. So I know they'll try to make something work for a new album. Mm-hmm. And this will lead into the next topic. Gretchen, your honest thoughts. Do you think Ghost would give a killer live stream concert? Oh, heck yeah. They do it so <laughs> incredibly well. I think so too. I'm, I'm, I'd, throw, I'd throw all the money at that. Don't throw out your savings because I'm sure they won't, all the money. <laughs> they won't charge an arm and, arm and a leg for that. But 
all the money. I feel like if, say, Ghost does release an album and the first half of the year while things are shut down, how killer that would be if they did it with a album release slash live stream performance, you know? Because other, mm-hmm. other groups have done that too. Corey did that when CMFT came out. Yeah. It was, it was the same weekend, so very easy. Speaking of Sweden and speaking of metal bands and speaking of live stream concerts, Avatar start off their four week, like their four weekend, a different show every weekend, live stream performances starting with Avatar Ages this Saturday. They'll Mm -hmm. be this Saturday, they'll they'll be performing their entire new album, Hunter Gatherer, with select other songs from their past discography. And then every weekend following will be a different album from their past, which is very cool. Gretchen, um, I wanted to surprise you with this. I went ahead and bought the, t- the live stream tickets so we can watch that maybe this weekend or Monday. Oh, have... really? I was just about to go on their website to look. No, I got one already. So we're good. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's such a good surprise. <laughs> yes. I'm glad I got that on live. On live. Yay. We, um, for everyone who's aware, it's $17 to buy the live stream ticket. Avatar goes all out. I've seen Avatar live many times and they're an album I really like. It was one of my favorites of the year. So if you have $17 to support Avatar with, I would say do it for this upcoming weekend one, if you can, mm-hmm. for ages, for to see them perform their new music. Because this will be the first time we've seen the new music played, too. They haven't been able to perform anything. Right. So I feel that that's the one that if you, if you could pick one, do this upcoming one for ages to support the band. Also listen to the new album, too. The singles do not do justice with the rest of the album. Like, there's a lot of different speeds and variety on the album, too, that a lot of people aren't aware of. Oh, yeah. So. It's good. Mm-hmm. So, Avatar will have that this weekend. Well, Gretchen and I will give a little mini review on next week's podcast as well. Just as a heads up. As we move on, we'll talk a little bit briefly about the Billboard Mainstream Top 3 because there was one bit of a change, and that'll lead into another topic as well. Let me get rid of some of these tabs. Okay. A new number three in the Billboard Mainstream Top 3, just at its peak position right now, Greta Van Fleet with My Way Soon, now number three on the charts. Interesting. They'll probably get to number one, everyone. Probably. Hmm. I just see it. So their upcoming album will be this first in the spring of 2021 as well. I play that on New Music Night on Sunday as well. Most people, it got a thumbs up ratio. So you know what? I don't have a problem with it. I just, they said they're going to try to do different things. And My Way Soon sounds like Greta Van Fleet. It didn't sound different. Didn't sound bad, but it didn't sound different. So I'm curious to see what else they do on the album. And then the rest of the, of the top three, still at number two, ACDC Shot in the Dark. And at number one for four weeks in a row, Shame Shame by Foo Fighters. Now, shame, shame, it's up there. It wouldn't bother me as much now had it not been the single that was released. Because the new single that was released, the second single, No Son of Mine, that was released on January 1st from Foo Fighters on the same upcoming album, Medicine of Midnight, is killer. I love it. <clears throat> they started with Shame, Shame and then went to No, no Son of Mine? Wh- why? Maybe because they were like, well, we can only go up with this one. I guess, but they played Shame Shame on Saturday Night Live. No Son of Mine on Saturday Night Live would have been amazing. Mm. So that just blew me away. But regardless, 
As of now, Dave Grohl said that the rest of the album is heavier than Shame Shame. And we got a new song, and yeah, it's heavier than Shame Shame. So, so far, he's keeping his word on that. I can't argue it too much. And I'm a big mm. Foo Fighters fan too, so here's hoping. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I will review the album. That is what I'm dead set on. I'll ask my patrons what other albums... Because I'm trying to do two album reviews a month, except for January, because so many things, other things are going on this month. But yeah. starting after that, when albums start churning out again, and I have more time to devote, I'll do more album reviews of the year, guys. February, for sure, though, we'll have Foo Fighters and a review on that. And a lot of people are saying, shame, shame's not good. Shame, it's quite the shame, 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 shame was so bad. <sighs> yeah, I, I can't argue it. I Again, I like Foo Fighters. I will definitely listen. If it's heavier, if I just want it to be better than Concrete and Gold because that was their album in 2016. Concrete and Gold had two killer singles, and that's it. It was just kind of boring. And that's why Shame, Shame kind of scared me. So I'm hopeful that... The rest of the album will be like No Son of Mine, and then I'll be very happy. Mm-hmm. It's not the best thing Foo Fighters have ever done. I'm just saying it's leap years better than Shame Shame, and I'm fine with it. So check out No Son of Mine. We play. We started off New Music Sunday this past Sunday on Twitch with that one. Unanimous thumbs up. Everyone loved it. So check that out. Oh, 2017, excuse me. People were correcting me in the YouTube chat. It was 2017 that said that. Mm. So thank you. I, my chronologically of albums will definitely be skewed because I've just processed so much over the years. And 2017 was a wild year for me. That's where I finally moved back out of Florida, back to St. Louis. And when I met Corey Taylor in July, and <laughs> it was a weird few months, guys. All that happened like in the span of like four months. It was a weird time. So, and I say that because in that time frame, Concrete and Gold came out too. So, 2017. And also, love for all Foo Fighters, too. Yeah, you're never going to hear me bash Foo Fighters. We saw Gretchen and I saw them live at Sonic Temple. They're all they're always fun. You know? Oh, gosh. They're, that was my third. I didn't get to shoot them that time, but I had shot them before, years ago. So, mm-hmm. always a blast. Hopefully, I get to shoot them again. They're Foo Fighters with their label, very selective of who gets to shoot them. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I get it. I... Just to go personal, 2019 was probably the best year I've had as a concert photographer. I am aware that I was extremely lucky and extremely blessed because I knew people that tolerated me. And the ways that I say that is because I got to shoot both Tool and Slipknot three times each. Yeah, that's pretty insane. The fact, if any concert photographer does listen to this podcast and hears that sentence, they're probably going to hate me. Yes. <laughs> Gretchen's probably a little bit mad right now. Well. For Slipknot, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the end. You, you, come on now. There's a good chance you could shoot Slipknot someday. Tool, I have no idea. Because There's that's a good a... chance you could shoot him someday. Wow. I was being supportive of you. <laughs> And I helped you shoot Ghost. Yeah. Now what are you going to say? Someone made the bad pun about photography. Shoot them again. How many times have you shot them, Luke? And how are they not dead? Lol. Foghorn. I need that foghorn button back. Foghorn. I need that foghorn button. 
And what do they say when I mean, what do you mean tolerate you? Because I work with publicists and record labels and managers that um, care, like do respect me and are nice to me. Mm-hmm. And with my YouTube channel, not every publicist and band manager probably likes me very much over some of the things I've said about certain bands in the past. That's what I mean by that. So with Slipknot, um, yeah, they tolerate me just fine. With Tool, um, I don't know anyone in Tool. I've never spoken to anyone in the band, like Maynard, or anything a day in my life. But I was very blessed to be able to shoot Tool three times and to shoot Slipknot three times, along with many other bands. Very blessed. Very lucky. Also, uh, (laughs) two things. One, if this were a joke coliseum, four thumbs down. Yes, I agree. (laughs) <laughs> and then two, uh, for those who are unaware, I announced it on Patreon. We will be doing a Rock Coliseum live stream this month. We're loosely aiming for the last week of January. We won't make the announcement until like two weeks out, until everyone's confirmed they are on board, but that's the goal. So we'll get a new Rock Coliseum in January, only on YouTube. Not going to dual stream that one. Not going to like change things up for that. So please join us when I make that announcement. Just follow all the socials. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, things like things like that. They are all in the comment section and the video description for YouTube and Twitch. So, there's been some bad news, but there's also been some interesting news this week. And it's only the first week of everything going on. So I'm hopeful that we will have more to talk about in positive lights when more new music comes out. And I think we will, too. I don't think that's asking too much either because there's a lot going on in the world of rock and metal and alternative that we're not going to be able to keep up with everything, but we'll try our best to give you the biggest pieces of news. Like when we find something that's great, things like that, who really knows? I'm still adapting, still trying to play around with Twitch and getting used to having my face shown while I do podcasts and things like that and try to be presentable. Twitch uh, is now, we're now affiliates on Twitch, meaning you can subscribe to the channel on Twitch, by the way, get little perks, making emotes of my face and badges and things like that. And on the weekends, we do New Music Sundays. So every Sunday, I will curate a list of all the new music that's coming out or has just been released. Get po- I give polls for the live audience. We give thumbs up and thumbs down, see what everyone thinks about it. Very discussion-based. We play a song. We talk about it a little bit. Get your thoughts. We do that for roughly an hour to two hours. So something to join with us on Twitch every Sunday. Can't wait to see what crazy impressions Crash is going to whip out for Rock Coliseum 10. Yeah, I'm sure there'll there'll be some. (laughs) He just can't help it. He doesn't plan on them. They just kind of happen. So. Oh, uh, people in the YouTube chat are saying... Like they're referring, like there are some publicists and bands that are upset with some of the things I've said. Like Trapped, I'm pretty sure Trapped doesn't have a publicist anymore. They I did. Say, I don't know who would. Not would, anymore, like, guys. <laughs> they have no social media. They're gonna get kicked off YouTube soon. Yeah, just. Yeah. Why, how would they promote themselves too? Would you want to? Would you want to be the one that says, "Yeah, I represent Trapped"? No. <laughs> Instant delete and block the email chain. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'll say a publicist goes in and be like, I like a challenge. Uh-huh. That's a that's a strong challenge to not ruin your career, by the way. 
Yeah. Uh, Kex uh, in the Twitch chat. Yes, we did speak about uh, Alexi from Children of Bodom. That's what we started off the podcast with. And also, that's one little final thing. I mentioned this to Gretchen and the Rock Coliseum guys. I was the one to inform this about them about this in December. And in an upcoming movie, the role of Frank Sinatra will be played by none other than Scott Stapp. So Wait, what? Oh, should I repeat that? I don't think you told me this. Yeah, oh yeah. Th- this is a big deal. It made, nas- it made national news. There's going to be an upcoming documentary, not about Frank Sinatra, but around that time frame. Huh? If someone can come confirm what movie that's going to be, the name of the movie, and who the documentary is going to be about, like the biopic. The role of Frank Sinatra, singer uh, old Blue Eyes himself, Singer of all the hits back in the day of Fly Me to the Moon and many others will be performed by Scott Snap of Creed. Uh, It's a Ronald Reagan biopic. That makes sense because, yeah, okay. Makes sense because it's going to be that California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That broke like before New Year's, guys. Guys, if I was making that up, I would make it up. I would make up something much wilder than that. I promise it's true. Mm. Gretchen, as a fan of uh, Frank Sinatra, how do you feel about this? I was about to say, I'm speechless right now. How are they going to do old blue eyes dirty like that? Like, what the actual F? Well, they had some pictures circulating. I don't know if that's how it's actually going to look or not. But yeah, it's all set. I mean, it's everything's done. Everyone in the YouTube chat, don't you dare start doing that Scott Stapp thing. Bad. In the Twitch chat, bad. But Scott Stapp has a tendency to over-embellish his vocals a little. And I'm curious to see if he'll do Mickey Blue Eyes, or Mickey Blue Eyes, Mr. Blue Eyes Justice, Old Blue Eyes, not Mickey Blue Eyes. That's a bad movie from the (laughs) 90s. If he'll do Frank Sinatra Justice. Really give that crooning, fly me to the moon. Maybe hit some Christmas songs. Uh Gretchen, are are you feeling nauseous? I'm, why? (laughs) I just, I don't understand, like, out of everyone. Please look it up. Please look it up, Gretchen. Go ahead and feel free to take some time to Google it. Because I want to see your, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I will gladly stall the podcast and just look at the chat. Because this is too good. Behind Mickey's Blue Eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Kind of like that queen. It's, yeah, it's going to be a biopic about Ronald Reagan. And that makes sense. It's not going to be like he's a star of the movie. It's just going to be a little thing. But yeah, so, and Frank Sinatra, he's American history, guys. He is. 100%. So this is going to be the big acting debut, the true acting debut of Scott Stapp. And Scott Stapp has had a lot of issues of cleaning himself up, falling off the wagon, cleaning himself up again. I wonder how this is going to turn out. So apparently it's just one scene. Right. And that's what it thought. Yeah. That's but what he's it's... actually going to perform a song. Right. Though it hasn't been said which. Hey, everyone. Sorry about the abrupt ending. We had some issues with the recording and streaming software live. Um, kind of an abrupt ending. Please hit subscribe on YouTube and Twitch and follow. Thank you guys to all the listening podcasts. Again, sorry. This is the first time we really had hard technical difficulties in since we've been live broadcasting the streams for the podcasts 
So first time for everything. Thanks again. We'll see you guys next Tuesday.